What's up, everybody? Hey, episode 30 of Putting You in Your Place. I'm here with my, my one of my good friends, Jason Diggs. We're already in the middle of a great conversation, so we're just going to kind of keep that rolling. Um, we're talking about kind of where he is in his musical journey and, and what he what he has struggled with and, you know, what he's had success with. And so we're kind of in the middle of that conversation. Yeah. So let's just keep that going. We were we were talking about um, I think we were talking about, you know, some of, uh, you know, the income part of it, the journey. Uh, let's just start over. Let's just yeah, start yeah, this yeah. over. So, so 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 back in college days, just take us just take us from the beginning of like when you knew the music thing was going to be your thing. Um, I see. I, I, it's probably a little bit further. It's probably I say 2002. OK, um, I'm in high school and. Me and my cousin Cedric was dibbling and dabbling, making beats. I was already kind of fond of musicianship because of my, I'm just, it's in the family. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, uh, my mom's brother, uh, Reverend uh, James Bishop, we call him Uncle Butch. He was a gospel artist. And, you know, he, he was professional. He went, he toured, had a group. I think it was called like Jada Music, if I'm not mistaken. But he had all the equipment. And that was the um, that was the spark, you know. You go downstairs at his house. He's got all the keyboards, all the recording gear, and that was me. I was like, "Oh man, that's what's up." So that was my Christmas gift, two thousand two, and that's how I started. <laughs> you know, so just playing with the keyboard and made a I made a CD, and my I'll never forget this. And I I have the music. Um, in two thousand two, was called Homie J. My dad named it, right. And I sold it at the high school for two dollars a CD. I burned like <laughs> I burned all kind of. I did that two or three times in high school. You know, I, and you know, to me, I less I kept it because it's terrible. Like I, I go back, I listen, like, right. oh man, how far we came. It's terrible music, right? Yeah. And, but I was at the school, backpack full of CDs, and I guess you know, just because you know, I don't know what it was. People was buying it, you know. So I sold it. You know, I, I call myself a salesman at that point in time. I right. can sell you anything, but. Um, that's how I started. Yeah. That's how I started. And then as it got to college, I had put together um, my first kind of album, I guess you could say, where I produced. I did every beat, recorded it myself. Yeah. Um, and that was in 2006, and I called it Trinity because um, I could rap, sing, and make beats. So yeah. I call that the trio. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um. And a guy named, a very generous man, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina, his name was Bird. We call him 1020. Anthony Anderson was his real name. Yeah. Uh, he kind of had connections to the gospel artist, John P. Key. He said he ran a studio. Um, he met me. Uh, shout out to Jarve Gibson if he watching. Uh, that's who kind of connected me with that. He connected me there. And I guess by that same year, I had signed a production contract with Total Package Recording. Um, and because of that, because of him being generous, there was four of us. Um, it was him, myself, a gentleman named Derek Hines, who is a musician all over the world. Um, from here he goes overseas a whole lot. As a drummer, a pianist, um, and a guy named Pike Duggar. And he all gave us 25% of the company. Wow. And we were recording artists at that point in time. Um, and we had another gentleman named Gary Meadows who actually owns his own record label in Charlotte right now. I respect good music, RGM. Shout out to Gary. Um, that's how I started. 
And that's how I was able to see kind of what it could be. Um, I didn't never really think that I was going to be a millionaire doing, I know I talked about uh, with that with you. Yeah. Didn't really see it that way. I just like music. Yeah. I didn't even think it was cool at first, to be honest, how I got to where I got to. I didn't like to sing. I was my sister's backup when we were kids. Right. Jalen was the singer. Right. I was the backup. And then it kind of transitioned, you know, through church. And various people encouraging me, hey, you got a good voice and things like that. And so it just kind of, it transitioned from there. Now I think it's cool, right? So this is what I'm into. But at that point in time, once I was with that particular company, uh, fast forward again a couple years, I did another album called Other Side of the Tracks. And I did the same thing I did in high school. I got a bunch of copies pressed, took them to my college campus and other college campuses that's like a mile down the road. And was giving them out. And two, three dollars here. People bought it. They some people liked it, some people didn't like it. Right. But it was my music and I felt like at that point in time it was solid enough for me that, you know, I was cool with it. Yeah. Um and so that's that's how it that's how it really started. And if you fast forward till now, I mean there's some in betweens, we'll probably get into that. But I guess two thousand and 11, yeah, um, I had this idea of my own kind of entertainment slash or like an enterprise. Mm-hmm. And so I started calling my music um, all day, every day. Um, and so it was myself. Um, I started off with Travis Moles. Um, uh, shout out to Trav. Shout out to Anthony Rook Wiles. Those guys was with me when I had the idea. Mm-hmm. And it kind of blossomed. Um, Brandon Lewis from Pulaski. Um, I know all these guys. Yeah. Uh, who's probably He was probably one of the most talented people that I worked with at the time and being right from here. Yeah. Now, I know they have a connection to DJ Butterfingers down there in Charlotte, which was kind of cool because, you know, anything that he did, I know he was kind of getting an ear from those guys. But Brandon was probably the most talented I had worked with at that point in time right. being from and being from our area that was kind of cool yeah you know I was feeding stuff that I was doing with with him back to Charlotte um to my guy bird who, who kind of stayed in my he stayed in my life yeah you know this whole time came over like a mentor as far as music go right um and then we're all day every day um you got that you got that incorporated and trademarked and so everything. So that's that's the business that I run through now. So yeah. like a lot of times I t- I I was fortunate enough to, you know, all the times doing all the hustle on the side with music and now all day every day is a distributorship that owns a franchise that is a master carrier for a, for a contract and then I also have the musicianship behind it. Yeah. So any business that I do with local artists or you know anybody across the across the United States that I do music with? Um, it's through my business name, so I made it. I made it mine. The hustle is real. Yeah, it's mine now. That's awesome. So you you've lined this up as a business. Yeah, you're you're pursuing it legitimately with passion, and you're trying to execute this strategy. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the biggest thing. Just try to make it. You know, make it to where it's yours. Yeah. You know, if somebody would have come knocking on the door and say, hey. You know, Jay, we like what you've written. We write. We like what you've produced, or we like, you know, somebody who I recorded. Hey, you did a, you did a good job with this particular project. 
And, you know, when they come to the table, then I'm looking for a partnership because I've already got my business and I'm established enough to where, I mean, I don't, I'm not a nine to five guy. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a situation where you got to come to the table with something. I'm going to try to come to the table with something and then hopefully we can, we can, we can go forward. It's amazing. It's amazing. The journey you're on. I, I admire the things that you're doing. What do you think the biggest struggle has been for you in this journey trying to, I mean, you're, you know, you're a family man now, yeah. you, you know, you got a wife and, and two kids yeah. and, and, and how, how, like, what, what is your end game? What's the end game here for you? Where, where do you see this going? What are you hoping for? Like, what's your ambition with it all? Like, where do you want to be with it? For me is music wise. It's just, a, it's to me, I just want to be able to always make timeless music, make music that you can listen to. Um, not necessarily for the gimmick. Because to me, it's not a gimmick. I've been a musician for a long time. Yeah. Um. So it's not about the likes, the comments, really even about the money. So um, you just put, it sounds like to me, you just want to put your voice and your stamp on humanity. You know, you're trying to get your perspective and you just want to have something to look back on and be proud of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, this is me. I think, um, I mean, it's just who I am. Yeah. So the the music part of it is, when you when you go to listen to anything that I have, you can say, okay, you know he he's doing something that has got a broad audience. Um, anybody can listen to my music. Yeah. Anywhere, any age. Yeah. Um, you could be any. I mean, it just doesn't matter. I want to make that have that kind of an impact, all while having some type of a message at some point too. Yeah. Not necessarily. Um, I I don't want to be destructive. That's not my goal. You know, I want to more so uplift, yeah. more so bring attention and awareness to certain things. Um, that's especially, you know, what I'm trying to do in this, in my next project that I'm, that I'm Good working Good segue on. in the glass ceilings. Yeah. You know, yeah. Gla glass ceilings. I've been, you probably got a hundred streams from me in the last 72 <laughs> hours, just, just getting ready for this and, and really enjoying it. Yeah. You know, and, and you're right. You know, you're, you're trying to put your your perspective, and I know when you're saying these words that you lived it. Yeah, it's this, real. This, I, I I know enough about you to know that the struggle of that song, your dad telling you, you know, my net my network is not going to give you what you're looking for, so you right. got to go do your own thing. Yeah, you know that type thing, and and you know you got that Shark Tank line in there. That's, yeah. that's great. Um, and then Jared's part is amazing. Yeah, man. you know. Y'all remind me of something that I've heard before. Right. You know, uh, I mean, you're unique, but it's like I've, I've heard these these voices. They're crisp. They're professional. Yeah. Like they deserve they deserve attention. You yeah. know, like this this piece right here. You know, I don't know what you have behind it, but if this is a part of an album that you're putting together, uh, this one definitely deserves attention. The album is special. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jared. Shout out to the family, Jared. Man, um, he was he was really receptive into coming in and doing that song. I had I had written it and I was going to sing it, um, but in this particular project, I wanted other voices. Yeah, and I wanted um, I wanted I just wanted good people. Yeah, and Jared is you know our local guy. He's Jared got some reach. He he. People know who he is. Yeah, Jared. You know? Jared is um. That band is that band is tremendous, and they got a, they they doing a lot of good work throughout yeah. from all over the place. He had like a Robin Thicke vibe. Yeah. On, on that song, and Jared got a lot of he got a lot of different sounds. You yeah. know, he does he the band. You would be surprised. Like I recorded more than one song with 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 him in the studio, and um, he he can go 
where he wants to go. Yeah. And that's what's that's a good that's a good thing to have, you yeah, know. And so shout out to him. But that song, yeah, that song's real. I think and that's part of the I think what I like about my music. Uh, when I started, my journey with it was I emulated a lot when I first started. Yeah. Um, I was listening to Jada Kids, Nas. Those were my guys. I still listen to those guys. But as a kid, um, emulating those guys, it came out wrong for me. Yeah. I'm not Jada Kiss. I don't have that story. Yeah. I don't have Nas's story. Right. Um, so I had to figure out how to make my own, how I was moving through life, I had to figure out how to make that cool. Yeah. I also had to do that... Um, Shout out to Mom Diggs. I had to do that with, in a in a way that was respectful. When I started, yeah, Judy's not gonna have any of that. Yeah, yeah. When I started, <laughs> so I used to laugh when I started that. You know, in high school, you know, I'm recording in the house, right? I'm in, I'm in I'm in their house recording, right? right. And so it, it became it was real it was real clear that uh, you're not gonna talk like yeah, that. Yeah, and it wasn't gonna be too much of that. So she was, <laughs> but but you know, it, they let me express myself to a certain point, but also. You know, I just always remember her saying that, hey, give me something that I can be proud of. I can share. Like, yeah. I can't share if it's not, if, like, I know that ain't true. So, like, like, I can't share that with my friends or my peers. Hey, look what my, look what Jason did. Yeah. Or could listen to this. And so I took that to heart and I changed. I just changed. It took, it took a couple projects. Yeah. And I was probably about, a sophomore in college before I really triggered it down and was like, okay, this is how I could do it. So, and, and it got to the point where like, I mean, I don't curse in my records. Yeah. I hadn't cursed in a long time on my records. Now that's a, you know, you catch me on the street. It could be, it's a totally different situation. I may say things, but as far as what I'm going to give to the world, um, I felt like I had, I could, we need that. Yeah. I could we do it in that. a different way. Yeah. You know, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I think you could do, if you could do it that way, that's fine. Make it cool. Yeah. Make it hot, make it hip. Um, make it to where people are going to enjoy it. So far, I mean, that's, that's work for me. Yeah. I wanted to work for you at a level. I mean, you know, you say the fame, you know, about the fame, the, the money, the money's good. Cause it's going to give you something to pass to your kids. Sure. It's going to support you and your wife with the, the endeavors you have, the, the goals that you have in your life, mm-hmm. but you have to get attention. That's right. You know? So, so tell me about, tell me about your perspective on the music business today, where you see it, what you've, you know, like, you know, have you had management? Have you had, have you had people in your life that you've want, you've given them a percentage or mm-hmm. how does that even work? I don't know. Like, just tell so me about that. For me, um, I've had management before. Um, like I said, my first manager was, was Bird Anthony Anderson. And he approached it in a way like he could, he could go and he was going, he was from New York city. So he was taking all his stuff to Harlem and, you know, Harlem's a, interesting situation because everybody in Harlem's rap, everybody's good. Yeah. Right. And so you're bringing this kid from the South. He's got a different sound. Um, it really wasn't the vibe. So he, so he stopped doing that. We went to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and it kind of was, it was at that point in time in my life, I was, I had potential, but not so much to where it would be like somebody give me a chance. Yeah. Right. So I, I, so that was, I guess that was the first roadblock so the, that I hit. So the gatekeeper wouldn't let you pass the gate. Right. I met with Universal in 2007. Yeah. In Atlanta. Um, 
And the guy flat out was like, you know, you got something, but my quality wasn't there. Wasn't there. He's like, you got talent, but it's not. You gotta, you gotta keep molding this thing. Yeah. You gotta keep molding because once you can get it crisp, then you might have, you might have a shot. When was this? What what year was this? That was two thousand gotcha. and seven. So that was like my first kind of roadblock. It didn't. It knocked me down a little bit. Well, it was good. You supposed to, you got to get humble, right? Yeah. So I got humble, but then I lost focus. To be honest, yeah. you know, I came out of college, then came back to Virginia at the time, and then just I lost. I lost touch with music until two thousand and ten. Right. Um. So that was like that was a roadblock. Me, that's probably another struggle that I have that I've seen, and I tell other artists, you know, once you, once you get your mindset, go ahead and keep going because if you lose focus, you lose traction, and then it's gone. Yeah, music because it's too many people that do it. It's too many people that it's in this thing. Feels like if you're not taking a step forward, then you're gonna be just going back. Yeah, yeah. Or you gotta find another way to get in the game, especially artist wise. And that's yeah. what I honestly, I honestly felt that way. I was like, artist thing might be. You know, that might be done, maybe approach it from another way. So that's really how the all day, every day came up because I was like, well, okay, there's other people that, there was younger people that was coming up that's, that have talent in this area. Yeah. Um, And I was like, well, maybe if they would want to work with me, if they feel like I, I, I'm somebody they want to work with, then they could come to the lab and let's put something together. And I had a lot of talented guys from this area come through. I mean, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, Like I told you, uh, over 200 songs. Over fifteen artists. Yeah, from here. That's a that's a lot of work. I mean, that's a lot of work. You know, we need we need uh, we need that word to spread further than just yeah. the New River Valley, though. Too like yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'd like that. I've, I've worked with some guys out out of Roanoke City, which is another place that's like a hotbed for for musicians that are underappreciated. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people from here to Roanoke City that have major talent. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it would be nice if if, we, if some people, you know, as we work together, you know, sometimes you can't really get everybody together because everybody don't have the same agenda. Yeah. Which that's, that's I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. You don't have that. But if you can find a few like minds together, some people have been able to get up out of here and yeah. really do some good things. Yeah. Um, and the disappointing thing for me is that that's the narrative of the story is you got to leave this area to be able to achieve your goals in the entertainment world, specific to music, to spe- specific to theater, oh yeah. specific to any of that. You know, what I would love to do is create the formula that would allow you to understand how to do it and not have to uproot your family and move to LA or Philadelphia or Atlanta, you know, like that's my goal with, within like your knowledge and my drive and like my advertising. And like, I know where the attention is type thing. Like the way I wanted to influence you. And I think I have this past week is like, we're talking about, you know, how are you going to get your word out? How are you going to get a following? Yeah. You know, how are you going to actually achieve some fame? Because it's actually a requirement. Yeah. You know, it, it's actually a requirement for people to know who Jason Diggs is for, for at, a, at a large scale to actually get somebody to use your producing talents to create the music that's going to get to the world. Yeah. Right. So e- even you as an artist. Oh, that's me. No problem. Hey, even you as even you as an artist. 
if you if you are in your day to day job and you got the phone up, you know, because you can't drive, hand, you got to be hands free, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you but you cut the video on and you got your music playing and you sing your own music and then you post it to TikTok, you know, like a minute clip of you singing or rapping glass ceilings and you post that to TikTok and you start getting following there that'll drive them to YouTube, that'll drive them to the other platforms, to Spotify. To, oh, yeah. That's going to help. Like, these strategies is what everybody needs. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know? like, so, like, for anybody not in the arenas of attention, wanting to do what you do, I just want to influence you to, to take action and do those things. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think that's the next level for you. Yeah. You know, so, like, I'm, you know, I've got this studio. I've, I'm doing this thing. I want you to find a way to take advantage of that, you know? So if you come in here once a month and you got somebody you want to talk to, like I'm talking to you, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'd have to talk to these guys, but maybe I'm behind there running the show, <laughs> right. you know, and let, let you have a platform to, to further get your word out into the world yeah. and, and, and put people in the right places that you want them because yeah. it's all an attention game. It's definitely a formula to it. It's definitely a formula. Yeah. If you listen to any of the, the guys who are, um, industry leaders right now. Um, that's why I was laughing when you, when you told me TikTok, TikTok came up multiple times and it's just because the, the quickness of it, the yeah. streams happen so fast, just the, the attention happens so fast on yeah. TikTok, you know, especially if something the that reach, sticks. the reach is so free though. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no social media platform that will get you the organic reach without paying for it. Right. You know, it, it's the, it's the new frontier of, of getting people, getting people that would have never known who you were. That's right. To actually get to know you. Yeah, that's different. It's so, that that changes the game. That's different from like um and, and SoundCloud and me things and you, of that nature. Me and you both know that talent is not the only determination of success. No, not at all. So, so the the person that gets the most attention, that also shows up with the most skill, is going to win the majority of the time. Absolutely. But if you only get attention. You can still win. That's right. More, more so than, you know, in this genre, in my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, but it feels like to me that the more attention you get as an artist, the more opportunities you would get. Well, see, and that, that was that's been my struggle a lot um, because I like the. I didn't never want to seem gimmicky. Um, you can't so, be you can't be ashamed of yeah. people loving you and like wanting more of you and and. The goal, the goal is for people to want your perspective. You're putting the perspective out in the world, but if nobody's hearing it, you got to get people to hear it. Yeah. It's valuable. Yeah. I, I'll tell you that I'm proud of you, and it's valuable. So, like, let's go do this thing and, like, make <laughs> blow you up because yeah. the world needs to know what you got, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably been the biggest. Um, I had, after Bird, I left. So the album that I put out, Live, Love, Lust, was in 2015. Yeah. Um, that was the album release party you had uh -huh. in Roanoke, right? Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. So, you know, I kind of, I put a, I put some effort into that particular situation. Shout out to Crystal Hubbard, because that was my manager yeah. at that time. And she showed me a different way of, of really attacking it. And really, she kept my foot on the gas with that project. Yeah, she's um, a nice lady. Had it not been for her, I probably would have, I probably would have drugged my feet. Yeah. Along, because I do, I have, I, you know, if, if there's a struggle, I will drag my feet on some music because I, I guess as a musician, sometimes you get self conscious. You may not think that it's all the way right. You may not think that it's all the way together. Yeah. Um, and I've talked to many musicians who feel the same way, especially when they are doing their own crap, like it's just them. Yeah. 
mostly. Yeah. You know. So you got the beat, and you're you're you you you're a part of the whole production. There's yeah. nobody else involved, and you're going to be your worst critic. Right. Right. So it comes. You need somebody else to really. Hey, it's good enough. Yeah. Get out of your head, and it's good enough. And so she did that, and she helped me really. Um, it changed how I did. It changed how I do production now. I don't ponder on it so much. I let it go. When something, when something's, when it feels good, I go ahead and say, "Okay, it's done." Right now, this 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 latest project, um, what Glass Ceilings is coming from, is coming from. Um, I call the project one out of three. And so the perspective comes from, uh, you know, there's a statistic. And it probably it probably fluctuates, but they were saying you know one out of three African American male um, experience you know incarceration, and that's crazy, right? One out of three, that's crazy. You're talking about you in the United States, that's a that's a staggering fact. Oh, that's a, un, I, I yeah. I mean, I've heard it's one in nine, but even at one in nine, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know. So like, and so there's there was some clips um, that I that I. That I saw, like I said, the number, the number, it may have changed. Either way, it, it's way too many. But I took my perspective, yeah. Because even myself, as um, somebody who, you know, I come from good home, good parents, um, still had struggles, still had, you know, still had a lot of misdemeanors that I had. I gotta, you know, I, you know, I remember filling out job interviews, and I got a master's in business. I'm an educated black man. Yeah. You know, got I have a, a lot of credentials towards even the I guess the, the scholastic side and then the, the business side. Yeah. Um, and I got to explain three misdemeanors from college. Yeah. Ten years over ten years ago, yeah. I got to explain it. Um, and so it's some of the things that you know other. And I'm sure I'm, I know I'm not the only person that got to explain it, but it's just my perspective of navigating through life in that way. Yeah. Because for me. Um, that navigation is different than for some others. You know, it. Uh, you don't, you know, I, I, growing up, you get taught, you got one knock against you already. Yeah. You're a black boy. Yeah. So the, the sec, you don't want the second knock to be, well, you got three misdemeanors. Right. <laughs> or you got a felony. Or you got, you don't want the, the, the next, the second strike, the next bag is, then that, that take you out of, um, it takes you out of position too easily in today's world. Yeah. So it's just it, it, it's one of those things that I'm able to express a lot of, and it's not political. Yeah. Necessarily, it's my story yeah. more so. But so so in that struggle, in those mistakes, look at look at where that pressure navigated you to. Yeah. You know, would you still be a, an employee of the town of Christiansburg today if that didn't happen, right. or would you be the owner of your own business? Right. Right. So like. You, you, you can't, uh, you know, the victim mentality of it all is, it, you know, I want, I want to make that a, aware to people too. Like, you know, God has this plan mapped out, right? Yeah. So if, if you believe that, then you, you know, that life's not over with these things. That's it's right. just putting you on a different path to, to righteous, to, to what your actual end game's going to be. That's right. So like you would have gotten comfortable collecting that Christiansburg town check. Yeah. And you wouldn't be in this spot. That's right. I mean, I think um, sometimes, you know, pressure make diamonds. Yeah. So in my in my particular instance, I had to start over twice in life. You know, I got to start over from from a job that I had 
and then I, you know, I lost a job, got a job, lost a job, and I was like, "Whoa, hold up, time out, time yeah. out, time out, time out." I know it's a different way that we can go about this. This is this is silly. Yeah. You know, I'm going about. I I you know I don't ever want to feel like I'm putting my posi- uh, myself in a position where I'm out here begging for a job. I'm sitting down with you. I know I'm qualified for a position. You want me to jump hoops and explain silliness? I don't feel like I got. I don't. I, I'm in a position now. I don't got to do that. Yeah. And you can't afford me. Right. So, I, I feel like um, those 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 failures. Though you know, you smack your head on the concrete. Music saved me in those situations in a way that. So that's how Lounge Effect was created. I lost one job. I was like, man. You know, I, I had a couple hustles I was doing, you know, and, and that's one thing I'm always going to do. I'm not going to sit on my hands. So, you know, I'm shaking and moving, and, you know, an opportunity came up, and I had met the the um, the owner for Lucy Monroe's that used to be in Christiansburg. Right. His name was Magby. I think, I think I'm pretty sure that's what I got introduced to him by Antonio Hash. Shout out to Tony Hash. <laughs> um, he introduced me to him. So, you know, I think because he was drinking coffee there, and I was like, man, um, let's see if we can't put something together and have artists come or bands come to this establishment. He was looking for a way to increase food sales. Yeah, I was looking for a way to make a few dollars, and it worked. Yeah, um, I did it once a month. Had I think we did about. Six, I think it was because I think we did about half the years. It was about maybe five, maybe five or six shows, if you will call it. Yeah, uh, a group of us, a team. We teamed up all day, every day, and uh, shout out the Rook. Press the shirts out. We, yeah, we need to get that. We need to get that uh, line of uh, shirts pressed again. Yeah, you know, you had, know, had, had the shirts out. pressed out, had the shirts pressed, and uh, had you know had Jamie Christian at the door and you know, she like shout out to Jamie, shout out to Tony. <laughs> Jamie, yeah. Rook, man, they they that was the team that that helped put it together. And it worked. Like I mean, people enjoyed themselves. Um and I'm looking to do it again. So for all the people that's watching this live, if you know of any restaurant owners, it's tough at this situation right now because of COVID. Yeah. But we're gonna beat that too. And so when the time comes available, um then then that's let's get it going. Dude, I think it would be amazing if we just did something on your YouTube channel and we drove them to your YouTube channel. We got you to us. We'd had to get you to a spot where, you know, people could, you know, donate. And we pick, we pick, we pick like, uh, or we create this fund. You, you heard of the Barstool Fund? Yeah. Uh-huh. The, you know, like this guy's rounding up a bunch of money for local businesses that are suffering. If we did something like that locally, man, I think that would be amazing. That would get your music out. That would that would make an impact to our community, you know, and it wouldn't be a government thing. It would yeah. be a private thing. It would be the way that things that should, you know, the community should should uh, support come together yeah. and, and do that. Yeah. yeah so like so once this album drops, if we're still struggling, like I just want these creative ideas. I, you know, you see this in all the big areas and from people that we admire and look up to, and you know. Number one for me is I feel like if if anybody can do what they're doing, if I want to do it, I can do it too. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. And why not right being right where you're at? Exactly. You know? Sometimes, sometimes um, what we have to reach the ability now to reach wherever you want to reach. Yeah. Direct um, to consumer. That's right. like we don't we don't have to necessarily. 
uh, worry about these gatekeepers anymore. Right. You know, right. these gatekeepers, the, these gatekeepers, uh, you know, you know, depending on, you know, how bad the censoring goes that, that might be going on. Um, you know, you can get your message out there. Yeah. You can get, you can get your voice to the world, you know, um, and people can decide if they like that voice yeah. and if they appreciate that voice and they want to support that voice. Oh yeah. So like these platforms that are available are amazing. Yeah. Um, so like I want, I want to be the one that motivates you to use those platforms. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like let's get you to these spots and, and, and drive you to, you know, where you want to go. You know, it's, it's, I think the, uh, and that's what friends are for, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm challenging I, you. I'm yeah. challenging you there to, to, you know, start that TikTok account and like, just do the basics, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and I'm talking to myself too. Like I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of it because I'm still trying to get past the anxiety of it. Right. You know, and there is something to that. There's like, do I, do I even have the time? Well, if, if I want these results, if I want this outcome in my life, then I've got to do that. So yeah, th there's yeah. no excuse other than like, I'm still getting past the debate stage and the anxiety of it because I want it to be like, like you said, you know, creatively, creatively, I know what I want to put out into the world. And if I can't create that perfectly, then, then I'm afraid to put it out. Right. I'm afraid to put it out. I'm, I'm afraid to, to be vulnerable of something that I feel like to myself isn't good enough, yeah. you know? And if it's not good enough for me, I got, you know, I'm afraid to put that out for the other people to judge me, you know, even though, even though I'm probably one of the, you know, least afraid of being judged people. Right. I still do have that anxiety. I yeah, still I go think, through that. Yeah. I still go through that. You know, as much as I, as much as I put that out there. So just know I can relate to the pain. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, that's and, natural. Yeah. I think like, and that's, that's the thing for me. Like I, you know, I, you know, um, you got to step outside some of the comfort. Right, in order to really, that's how like glass ceilings is probably the it's it's my best single to date. Yeah. All right. So, and it wouldn't have even happened. Um, the connection that I had for the song in 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 general wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been willing to reach out. So, um, it's produced by a gentleman named Hank McCoy. Y'all can look him up. Hank McCoy from Philadelphia. Okay. Um, he is a fan. He is. He is the producer for one of my cousins, Chill Moody. You can you can mark that name down. Right. Chill Moody of Nice Things Records in Philadelphia. Chill is the ambassador of music in Philadelphia. Uh, I think he's still on. He's on. He's in some capacity of one of the the groups for the Grammys. Um, very talented rapper gotcha. in Philadelphia, and that's family. Uh, me and him have songs together from 2008. So shout out to fam. Um, and Hank is probably he's right there with him as far as producer wise. Uh, you know, Hank's got credits on ESPN um, and multiple venues. They just performed. I think they did the NBA draft. They've the past few years they did the NBA draft, the NFL draft um, with their you know live. Yeah. Um, and Chill is one of those guys that like you spoke of when he got into the game. He pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. So, like, you don't know about him, right? But he's got sponsors from Chevy. Right. Um, and So and, they know his influence within his and community. And his city, yeah. So they've so, given him opportunity. And Chills, Philadelphia. Cool. You know, so, uh, you know, so, and that's awesome. 
right? But so, and then that that connection gave me an opportunity to get an album of beats from, you know, a very a very talented producer. So everything that you hear on this next album, you're like, man, man, this is. That's why it sounds like you've heard it before, right? Because it's high quality production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 out the industry, right? So I think that was the next step. That once this gets out, because of who's involved, um, I think that was a situation that that allows it to be more notable, um, even more so than my first project that I would say like was the first legit straight up project. Yeah, and I had I've done a lot. I still of got music. two. I still got the two CDs and the, the you know the signed copies. Yeah, from, you know. Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, I did. You know. I, I took some steps as far as reaching out, getting other people that are talented involved because that expands your audience, getting people who are actually in the, in the industry involved to expand the audience Um, without necessarily, because there's a lot of gimmicks in the industry. So like right now, you know, there's, and it's been like this for a long time, you know, you could pay somebody six, $700 and you can go perform your song at any Joe Blow city. Right. And all you did was make somebody six hundred, seven hundred dollars richer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't spend that money, and you done went down there and you done performed your little song, and now you mad because that's all you done did. Yeah. And and so you know I've I've done I've been involved in those things before. Um, and so, so the you, studio made all the money, and you got something <laughs> that nobody's ever gonna hear. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and, and you know, so it's a, and that's how some people are are, are making a living out of of, of music because it's on the other side. So there's a lot of sharks in the game. Yeah. And I've been able to see it firsthand just because of my experience. And so being able to see it, I for me, I'm just like, well, just grow it organically. If it blows, it blows. If it doesn't, at least you put it out in a in a way that was you had control over it. Nobody's gonna tell me kind of how I'm gonna. Do it, yeah. But at the same time, you I have to be cognizant of okay, there are avenues that can get it done faster, like how you spoke of that. You know, TikTok is a that's a that's a tool. I mean, you know, it is. I mean, there's this guy, there's this guy that uh, put out a song. He was sitting by his, he, you know, he's stirring a pot of, I mean, he's making some spaghetti or something. <laughs> he was at the oven, you know, cooking some meal and singing his song, and he got like. He got like a two hundred fifty thousand likes. Yeah, I mean, you get two hundred fifty thousand likes on one song, you got some power. Yeah, I mean, you got some influence, and that's you got, people, you got you got some people. <laughs> you got some people that really love what you just put out, mm-hmm. and you can capitalize on that, and you can change your life. That's right. You know, when the dude driving the skateboard was drinking the cranberry juice <laughs> to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, you know, now he's chilling with Wiz Khalifa and and yeah. going on Vegas vacations and, and Fleetwood I Mac mean, probably got a bag oh, from dude, that too. Cranberry stock, yeah. <laughs> cranberry stock went up. Fleetwood Fleetwood yeah. Mac went back to charting on the on the top one hundred. Yeah, I mean. That's I mean, it's ridiculous. That it's that that's ridiculous. And so that's what I'm saying. Like you gotta, you can't be so stubborn that you're afraid of it. Yeah. it mainly, it's like if if you're saying I don't have time for something, and you know you you don't have this or that. It's just that you you're either you either don't care about your goal, or you or you're afraid of actually doing it. To a to a level that you would be happy with, or failing, yeah, and that's me. That's or, me. Right, or failing, right? Or failing. So like you scared being vulnerable. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're afraid of being vulnerable, and that's just that's music. Yeah. I think like part of 
if it's real music, if it's you, like it's a lot of music that's a gimmick, right? Yeah. So I, I remember when I first started and, you know, you could be around certain sessions and the manager is pushing, um, it's not really, they almost pushing the destructive music. Yeah. You, you, you push, oh, you know, you got to make it, you got to make it a certain way. And that's not who that artist was. Yeah. So now you got an artist trying to fabricate a story. To be a pop star. Right. Not to be an artist. To and just to be... me, that's like, that's so cool. Get rich. Get your bag like that. Yeah. That ain't me. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's it's just, I, I can't, I would never feel like that's just not so, music so to me. So it's not by any means necessary for you. Not not in that regard, right? Yeah. You know, not in that regard. And that's why I built the business around it. Yeah. So my whole thing was like, because you don't, I, you you want to, you got to make income, right? Yeah. Like, so you can't be out here starving. Most artists are starving. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you can't be out here starving. So my, my, my idea was, okay, I knew what my brand was eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew it. You know, I just remember having people in my house, hey, this is all day, every day. This is what we're going to do. I had the website. Man, I sold sweaters, hoodies, T-shirts. I sold everybody at Volvo Trucks a hoodie and a T-shirt that says all day, every day. It was funny. The day I left Volvo, I, I laughed. This is a funny story, man. So they fired me, right? So yeah. I'm leaving the building. But the album's coming out. And I had I had 100 CDs in my car. I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. So I came back at lunchtime. Gave the CDs, right, to somebody that was working. I, I ain't going to get the, I ain't going to say their name because they still work there, right? <laughs> so I gave the CDs to, 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 she worked there, right? She go back into the building and. Sold. <laughs> just like. That. Yeah. So I left, I was like, that was my last, that was my middle finger to them because I was like, man, all right, so they did me dirty. I feel like they did me dirty. I says, all right, so I'm going to say, you're going to see my name anyway. Every time that you think of me, you're going to hear me, you're going to see me because my CD floating around your plant. Right. You know, so with, that was, with my hoodie on, <laughs> yeah. everybody's back. You know, so yeah. that was, that's a, that's a little funny story. That's just kind of some, some, uh, but it's just, it's part of, it was just, it's just part of the journey. Yeah. You know, I so think, let's map out. Let's map out you blowing up. Mm. Let's map out you being successful and you getting your word out and it being it being something that the whole country wants to buy or something something that the you know another country outside of the United States gets wind of and they love. Let, so let's let's map that out. How do we how do we how do we navigate your life when you're the successful artist that's high in demand and and people want your want your music, they want your production, they want that like you can transition to that and give that to the world. How does that change your life? Like, you know, what are you, how, how are you having this conversation with your wife? Shout out to Carly. I mean, Carly was one of the best things that could have ever happened to you. I know Carly, we, we, we employed Carly at yeah. one point. Carly is a beast. I mean, she, she's a great worker. She's, she loves you to death. Like there's no question there. Yeah, shout Just, out. I mean, like, we need to clone her and spread her <laughs> through the New River Valley. She's a great girl. So, um, like, the conversations y'all have when, when this becomes successful and and you've got to hire off your day, you, you know, your yeah, day job absolutely. and, and scale, scale that and, and you go and give what you want, your actual passion to yeah. the world. Have you, do you have these conversations? Like, how, yeah, how's so, that going? So, for me, I think, I mean, uh, and I think if anything was to ever take off and I could – my goal is to absolutely hire out 
from 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 what I do on a day to day basis. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, do that first. Yeah. And that way, so that way, you're not really, you could still receive income from what you built. Yeah. It's your business. Right. That, so, that's a that's a stream of income that you'll never so lose. You don't ever want to. You don't ever want to just give it up because yeah. that's foolish, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, especially for something as limited as music. Yeah. So if something was to blow, though. Yeah, of course you you hire that out, and then you probably gotta. I mean, nine times out of ten, that's when you gotta move. You gotta move. You gotta take. You gotta go. Um, for my and my. I want to. I want. I want to encourage you to not do that. I'm saying. I'm telling you, we are going to create this thing where you can do that here. I, I can't let a great person leave the New River Valley. So, I like, mean, so when it, when I when I'm saying when I'm saying let's create that that structure here. Let's get you direct to consumer. Let's get you these Hollywood managers that can manage you from there, but you right. can be here. Well, you I know? think you. I think it, it, it's got to come from the streams. You got to have some type of merch, which I would have to revive it, but I actually have it. Yeah. Um, you have to have merch. You got. It's got your stream. You got to be consistently streaming millions of streams. Yeah. And and it's got to be millions. Yeah. It can't be. It can't be into the thousands and the tens of thousands. That's a, that's what I got now. Yeah. That ain't gonna get you no check. Yeah. And um, so you have to. It's got to be. It's got to. It's about to reach of a million people. It's got to be consistent marketing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're looking at who's getting those numbers today, you know, the baby's pumping content, getting yeah. millions of views of video. Um, you know, obviously you got viral, viral sensations like Cardi yeah. B, like getting, you know, a billion views and yeah. stuff like that. So and they kill it. Yeah. I think if you could just find something, it's gotta be something like for me, it would have to be a, a niche crowd. Yeah. Like the, so I will, I would, I would probably classify my music as easy listening, whether it be hip hop or R and B. It's kind of a blend. Yeah. Okay. So it's more so easy listening. So it's gotta be something catered to a more mature crowd. Um, Kids may like it, but yeah. it's probably still like if you're thirty and up, you like to ride and listen to music that's easy listening type situation. Maybe even twenty five and up, yeah. something that's but something that still got a little bit of flavor, you know. So if you can find, if we find that niche group, and you say, okay, we can continuously market that demographic who likes this type of music, then you could generate, you could generate some change. You might get to the millions, and I think that's 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 the way that I would have to do it in my. For me particularly, because I'm not the guy. Um, some shows, maybe some shows, but not in a not in a sense of maybe going to other places and doing it. Maybe. It depends on it depends on you know, it depends on what you want to talk about too, yeah. right? So so there's there's niche you know there's niche things you know like in in my estimation of what you are, you're you're kind of like the cultural storyteller. Yeah. You know, like you're putting you're you're soaking in what the world is. And and you're trying to create something that you can let people hear, whatever's going on in the world, right. you know, like whatever whatever you're upset about, whatever you love, whatever. Like, I think that transcends time. Like when when you're talking about your family, well, the people that have families, right, have families. It's they relatable. they want to hear that. So 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 if there's unrest and you're talking about unrest, it's going to hit those people. If if you've if you've felt a certain way about a situation and you put that perspective out in the world, people are going to want to hit that. That's, yeah. that's, uh, you know, so don't sell yourself short. Don't sell because, because you being, being more, um, 
I think I think thoughtful about what you actually are saying. Yeah, you know, might not be what most of the music industry is in the hip hop and yeah, R and B genre, yeah. but you can be the influence that that they need to stop talking about the the the, the, the you know the the the, the, uh, the negative things about culture. Yeah, you know, the guns and the sexualizing of women, and you know the the disrespect of of anybody and everybody. Well, see, for know? me, it's like it's a. For, and that's is you get into you get into something that's um a hot topic within the culture. Yeah. You're trying to, to figure out what's destructive and what's not. Is it a time where you can even have destructive kind of thoughts and music? Yeah. And I would say that it, for me it's just is it authentic? Right. Like what I don't like about the music industry is that it push we push gimmicks, so it's like the six nine situation. You you pushed him out there, and that wasn't him. Yeah. So now, you know when the when the rubber meets the road, now you got an individual who in, who lost. You know he in a bad situation, and has to you know he's gonna suffer from that. You know, he suffered from that. You know, a lot of people, you know, the cancel culture got a hold of him. Yeah. But it also, because it's not authentic, then you can't, people can't get behind it. Yeah. People, people tune in for a second to laugh, yeah. to laugh at it, yeah. and then they move on. So it's like, if you, you can, know? if it's, all, if it's, all, if your story is authentic, I think that that's the biggest thing. That's what I try to tell to a lot of artists that I work with. So if you, if you have a message, let's just say your story is not, it, it's not, it ain't mine, Right. And your story is is does people who have come from all walks of life discuss it? Yeah, you know, and don't and don't and don't uh, even if it's even if it's bad, it probably still needs to be said and not and not eliminated or censored. It needs to be said so the the conversation can happen to yeah. correct that behavior yeah. and like say that's wrong, and like hopefully change the perspective of the person yeah. that's saying the wrong stuff. Yeah, just get it, just make it authentic. Now, if you if you glorifying said. Things that are that that we all know are destructive, then <laughs> to me, I mean, it is what it is, right? It's you got to have everything. Just yeah. there's some balance, but it, to me, I just like authentic. Yeah. And I've 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 recorded artists from any walk of life you can imagine. Yeah. And what I have prided myself on is that I would say that ninety five percent. Uh, it's a true story. It's an authentic story. Yeah. And I appreciate those people because a lot of times, like, you know, when people are coming to you and you don't, y'all ain't got the same background, but they came to you because they know that you, they, you know, they're, uh, no, nah, you, you that guy. Right? I'm coming to you because I feel like you're going to be real with me. I've, people have told me that you're going to be straight up with me, straight up and down, and we're going to record this music and you can lead me in a way that I'm going to have, leave something that's, that sounds good. Yeah. And I, I I pride myself on being able to do that. Do I hit every time? No. Am I the am I the best? I I no. I'm confident in my work. But am I the best? I, I would say probably not yet. I got I got room to grow. Yeah. But we all growing in that will situation. We ever, will we ever achieve our best? I don't. Yeah. I mean, the bar needs to keep moving. Yeah. If you think you've passed your best bar, that's sad. Yeah. You know. I, I would think that I think that where I could go with it is um. Is, is 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 next level. Yeah. Um. And so and there's a and there's some people that I look like. There's some you're gonna start to hear some names in the area. Um. And just even just all across the board that are coming out with really really good stuff. 
And it's it's hard to even sometimes us in the industry. Like I got I have a good buddy. His name is Matthew the Verso. Shout out Verso. Um, he's from New York City. Uh, I met him in Charlotte. He's a writer. Okay, so he's not a musician. He's a writer for CSAC, um, and that's a, a performing rights organization company. All right, so he goes from Charlotte. He goes to Miami. All right, and he's been signed by several different people. Um, he was just recently with Ghostface, Killer. Nice. Um, dope stuff, right? So me, the work that me and him did together, and it's kind of, I tell people this sometimes. Sometimes you don't, like, you don't want to say too much. You don't feel like people are going to believe you. Me and written songs for publishing for major artists. So I've been involved with writing hooks for Chris Brown. Um, we tried to do something for Rick Ross, 50 Cent. Yeah. Of course, Ghostface. And then Jay Styles from uh, Blackstreet is an affiliate with him. And so I got to meet some people, Diallo Woods, who wrote No Pigeons. Some people that was really in the game hang, didn't get that yes, though. Yeah. Right? And so he's in there. And he, so the stories that you hear from people that are actually in the industry, you got like two, 3,000 people trying to get that yes. Yeah. And these are the highest of the highest as far as talent. So, you know, for, for somebody, you know, to to infiltrate that is tough. And so I just, I didn't even think that, I don't even approach it that way. Yeah. Let's just be organic from where your home, your following exactly. is. Exactly. You got you to gotta hit through the, the, the no gatekeeper avenue, get yeah. mass, mass appeal and mass attention. And then maybe those guys will, like, you know, if you don't have... If you don't have 30,000 followers on Instagram, if they're looking at your social media to think, like, does this person already have a following? Well, they haven't done the work necessary to get a following. Why should we care? Right. You know? Right. So that's the big deal. Yeah. You know, so, you know, as much as, you know, I'll reiterate again, you know, as much talent as I know you have, I mean, I, I would bet on you. To be to, to have that one song at some point that blows up and hits national radio and and, and people talking about it, uh, we gotta we gotta execute a strategy to get you yeah, the attention mm-hmm. that you deserve that that you know that that uh, is gonna help you change your life. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be that moment that that everybody's heads turn for you. Right. You know, and it take it takes it takes um it takes some people believing in you. Um, I I've been fortunate thus far as that. You know, the people in this community have believed in me um, a lot more than probably sometimes I might even myself. Yeah. Um, family members, I got, you know, I got a strong family that pushed, that's behind me. And that's, 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 a, that's an awesome thing to have, too. So, you know, we got family in the community behind you. I think as far as, like, platform, um, for whatever reason, and, you know, I've been able to have the ear to people. Um and so, like certain things that I say, I know that it it it, it sparked more attention than some others, you know. Yeah. So, so, I have I'm I'm always aware of that, and I. But you know, for those people in the community, you know, I appreciate all the love and support. And so, you know, I, and let's keep having conversations. I'm gonna keep spouting out, you know, my my truth. Yeah. Um. Through music or whether it just be through, you know, whatever platform. A Facebook post. You know, so, um, and I just think it generates good discussion. Sometimes it ain't always effective and it's not always productive, but I think sometimes the conversation has, it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think, uh, you know, 
the great thing about, you know, the internet today is it allows people to know more about the person, you know, and, and I want to take full advantage of that. You know, I want people, the, the worst thing that can happen to you if you're trying to do stuff and you want to make an impact of your community is that they're indifferent about you. Yeah. You know, the indifference is the worst. I either want you to, I either want you to decide yes or no about me. I want you to, I want you to come to me for the viewpoints that I have or stand up against my viewpoints. I, I want that. I have to have that, Yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, if I'm going to make any impact on my community, I've got to take a stand for something. I got to believe in something. You know, I, I can't, I can't just, I can't just stand by anymore and, 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 and not have my opinion noticed or observed. I just can't do it. Right. I can't do that. Well, that we don't want, you want to, people want to know, and my, we, we talk about it all the time, just like close friends and family members, you know, you want to know who your allies are. Yeah. And so sometimes, um, no matter who you are, you don't want to get caught on the fence. You know, in you these know, days and times, it's important. I can tell you. I can tell you right now. I've, I've, uh, you know, I've been scrutinized lately on some of my opinions, and you know, I stand up for what I believe in. I stand up for what I think is the truth. You know, and um, I, I say things to my detriment sometimes. You know, I say things that that I think the public needs to know and 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 understand what what I'm thinking, and sometimes that hasn't gone in my favor but right. i accept those results and you know if someone if someone presents me a better idea of something or they give me a perspective of how they felt you know if i feel like that's authentic and they're informed and they made the, these decisions with all the information yeah. then i can change my viewpoint yeah. but but if if i feel like somebody is is on a stand of of misinformation and they don't they don't they don't fully un- see i'm the king of being misunderstood you know, I'm probably the most misunderstood, <laughs> right. underestimated guy you know. Yeah. Really. You know, to be honest, like. Growing up and everything, n- n- yeah. Nobody, nobody would predict that I would be who I am today. You know, only only I believed in that. Only right. I believed in that. You know, so so that's all it is. That's all it's about is is the person involved, yeah. not, not the situation, you know. So. I think uh, for me that those kind of things though, it, it gener- it's generated music for me. Yeah, um, exactly. So those those trials and tribulations yeah. have helped put inspiration into your life to to put that on paper yeah. and put that on the mic. It's generated music. It's um, I've, um for those for those of you, the people that like SoundCloud, uh, you can look me up on SoundCloud. J O Diggs, um, J O D I G G Z, and that's you can find me on most platforms with that name. That's my artist name. Yeah, but. You know, the a couple songs on there, you know, have generated from open discussion on whatever platform, whether I saw it or I was involved in it. Yeah. Um this album that's coming out, you know, the one out of three project that I'm that I'm working on, it comes from that same space. It comes from me saying things and for whatever reason somebody be like, Oh, Diggs got, he talking right there. Yeah, I'm going to share it. So now yeah. I got, you know, 10, 15 shares. Now they didn't share. Now everybody in the community didn't see what I said, right? So, and I got to stand on it now you because did. you didn't share it. Yeah. So now everything that you didn't share, I got to stand on it. And I don't have no problem with that. Yeah. And it'll it'll come like somebody will message me, right, with an opposition. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. 
Okay, so now we had a conversation, and now they can see that not only am I going to stand on it, but I got some facts behind what it is that I'm standing on. I'm not just going to be, I'm not out here just talking crazy. Yeah. Right? And it's really coming, it's coming from either what, something that I've been through or something that I experienced. So I feel like that's what you, that's what, that's what I'm groomed to speak on. Some things that's out of my ballpark, you know, I, I, I don't, if I don't have the knowledge, I don't really, I don't pay it no mind. Yeah. But if I want to, I want to curb emotion. I want all the facts to be presented. Yeah. And then I want to make a decision. I don't want to jump to a conclusion, even though it's easy to jump to a conclusion and we all have, we all do it. But I want to, I want to stop doing that. I'm trying to stop doing that. I'm trying to soak in all the information before I even express my view on it. So, I, I just think that's the wise thing to do. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do you gotta do that because uh, it's already enough. You get berated with a lot of different information. On what a daily is true basis. now? Yeah. What's gonna? I mean, <laughs> there's so much information. You're, you know, I think Denzel said if you if you watch the news, you're misinformed. If you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. Yeah, you know, like so it's just, it's hard to it's hard to really. And so that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. A lot of conversations and a lot of music gets get created from this new perspective because it's my perspective. So it's, you know, how am I, how am I navigating being in a, you know, I'm known in this community that's still predominantly white. Yeah. That's still, I still may not all the time benefit from being known and being in good standing. So I can only imagine where somebody else may be from a disenfranchised standpoint. And this ain't even got, really it ain't got nothing to do with black or white. Yeah. You, if you, you know, people don't know who you are, you may not be in good standing. And now all of a sudden some, the, the, the community got their foot on your neck and that's real. Yeah. That happens. And so I think a, the one out of three perspective just goes, I, I'm able, I'm bringing, um, I, I got a, I got a song on there called Luke Cage and I call it black superhero music. Because in my, in my, you know, it's not that we need a black superhero, but we just need more people to stand up for those who are disenfranchised, whether children and on up. No doubt. And there are people out here doing the work. There really are. There's some people out here, even in this community, there's some people out here doing the work. And, there's a, and so if you really get out here and understand your community, um, what you can't do is not be involved in your community, and then now you got a, a lot of opinionated from your house. Yeah, I you got to jump off the porch before you talk to somebody like me. Yeah, because I you know you gotta you know what I'm saying like so I just think so a lot of my music just it's been driven from here lately. It's driven from those kind of conversations, those kind of individuals that I meet because I'm like okay, we everybody wants change. Everybody, People want things to be better, yeah. regardless of who you are. Um, but how you get there, you got to get off the porch. And that's the problem is everybody everybody has a different solution from A to Z. Mm -hmm. They think, they, you know, there's all these ideas and that's the conflict. Mm -hmm. It's it's what is the, the moral and the right way to get to the goal. Um, so that's the big debate. Yeah. You know, that's the big debate. So um, I don't know. Hey. Uh, is there any way to like when we wrap this show? Is there any way to play? Is there any way to play that song? Like bring it up and play it, because it would be good. It, like when we wrap this thing, if we just played the song for people to hear, I think that'd be a good way to end the show. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
All right, let's do that. Um, Jason, dude, I just want you to know what you mean to me. You know, um, you know, you're, you've been a friend and a client, someone that we, you know, strategize with, someone I've helped buy and sell a, uh, a home. That's right. I've gotten great referrals from you. You know, your family means the world to me. You know you have a friend here, anything, anytime. You know, it would be devastating for me to see you come and join my real estate team. But, you know, when it comes down to it, if that's what happens one day, yeah. I will I will hold a spot for you here. <laughs> but if you have to take it, yeah. I will be kind of sad, you know, because, because you need to be what you want to be. Yeah. And that needs to be in the music space. I believe in you. I'm proud of you. And um, like I said, like, if there's a moment here where we can get consistent on you – taking advantage of what I've built here in any capacity. Um, let's work that out. Yeah, let's yeah, work that yeah. out. Cause I mean, you know, I want to get Dennis on here. He's got this book dropping. Yeah, like, shout out Dennis. Yeah, shout I out mean, Dennis like, say there, all there, the dreaming. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of people here that need to come on and, and have these conversations. And, and, you know, if, if it's you running that, that's fine. Like just, we need to just brainstorm ideas yeah. because I didn't do this just for me. Yeah. I did this for, for the people I care about, the people that have something to say. And I think that you're one of those people. So yeah. let's figure that out. Well, you know, I, I appreciate that. And that's, um, like I said, everybody needs good people that believe in them. Yeah. So I would say my friends, um, you included, uh, that's all my friends ain't, ain't, you know, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, Jay, keep going, keep going. And when it's not hot, they tell me it's not hot. And I really, I appreciate that. I appreciate that about everybody I've been involved with as far as that. Um, I got a couple shout outs I got to make. Do it. Um, so who, who, there was a couple people that kind of, that kind of, I guess, influenced me in a way to keep going. Cause again, I told you, I didn't think music was cool. That wasn't, that wasn't my thing. Respect. Well, I shouldn't say that. I always thought music was cool. I didn't think singing was cool. Yeah, I, I always been rapping. But you got the you got this Luther vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> it's crazy. I, I always been rapping. Yeah. And so I went from you know I was Jalen's backup to being a rapper. You know, so I was I was a, I was you know the poem guy, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and then uh, Benjamin Dixon, who was the director at our, for our church choir at Asbury United Methodist. Shout out to my church folk. Okay, he kind of like. Him and his wife, Carolyn, kind of saw something in me, and they kind of put me on. They kind of put me on notice, like they was, "No, you're gonna sing the solo. You <laughs> sing the solo. You go." And so, I, and it was like that kind of things. Then it was cool. Like I got to learn. I was learning how to sing. Um, both of my uncles, my uncle NL, my uncle Jack, they singing. So, like, so shout out to the Asbury family who who um, who really encouraged my talent who thought I had talent when I really wasn't even thinking that that was what I was interested in. Right. Um, of course my parents, but then outside of that, as far as like R&B and music, Jonathan Holmes introduced me to, he was the first person in this area to introduce me to, um, to, to, to the equipment, how it works, how to record a song, how to do things. Me and him have songs from when I was in high school. Right. And I, I think Jonathan is probably respected as one of the best musicians around here. And I would agree with those people who would say that. His dad, Glenn, is also has also been very influential. Um, and then last but not least, I, you know, without without Bird, a.k.a. Uh, Anthony Anderson, he rest in peace, he passed away. Um, he believed in me in a way to, to try to make me do it professionally. Um, and he put me in, he put me in place with a lot of, uh, of, of influential people 
um, that kind of changed my outlook on how to get into this game and how to do it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, my all-day, everyday guys. Rook, man, he's been with me from the jump. Um, say Travis Moe has been a believer from the jump. Zach Chestnut been a believer from the jump. Of course, my wife been a believer from the very start of this. Yeah. And she wasn't even involved in the start of when I started, but when she got involved and she was on board. She was all in. So, you know, it's a lot of people, Crystal Hubbard, Willie Smith, those guys did all my visual work and, and management work. Um, it's just been people in the community that really been behind me. So without that, without that kind of, without that love and support, then I'm not even, you know, it, it'd be, you know, couple hundred streams instead of the thousands that I got. There's no way to do this without a team. Yeah. There's no, you know, I couldn't do this with, without my guys yeah. and my staff. There's just no way to do anything in life unless you've got, if you got some sort of support system to, yeah. to keep you in line and, and keep you pushing forward to the goal. Mm -hmm. You can't do it alone. No, you can't. And then, you know, for local artists who are in the area, or if, whether you're local or you're not local, wherever you're watching this from, um, all day, every day entertainment, you can always reach out to me on Facebook, Jason Diggs. He'll, or, be on, he'll be on TikTok soon. Yeah, I'm on. I'm actually, I got the tick. <laughs> I got the TikTok account now. It's J O Diggs, J O D I G G Z. Um, you can look me up on YouTube, Channel J. Um, yeah. or J O Diggs, J, uh, whatever you want to look up. But if you, you know, recording, I've got very good prices. Um, and I'm gonna try to do the best work that I can for you. And then, like I said, be on be on the lookout for new singles. I got my have some music dropping this year, singles, and then of course the project one out of three. Be looking out for that. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, that's all I love. Cool, man. Let's run this. Let's run this song. Let's see how that that works. Records, paid in full, call me Ricardo. Gotta 